All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, uh, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge. My partner, Mike, is out in the field today. Just got off the phone with him, so he's helping us get some permits for a couple of our rehab projects. However, today I'm joined by a very special guest, a guy that I got the, uh, the, the privilege of meeting just recently at a mastermind in Mexico that I am a part of, and he was actually kinged, kinged crowned i can't talk this morning he was crowned the king of providing value at the mastermind that we were at so very very awesome guy honored and privileged to have him on the show today eric hatch welcome eric how the hell are you my friend 
Oh, double D, David Dodge. I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness right now. Uh, <laughs> love what you're doing, stealing what you're doing, uh, making it our own and bearing so much fruit from it. So it's just so Sweet. fun to be on with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for hopping on, man. Thank you for hopping on. So uh, when I met Eric again, this was, you know, just a couple months ago, I guess. And um, he was, he had some interest in wholesaling. So I was able to get with him and a couple of the guys on his team and get them set up with uh, REI Blackbook, which if you guys know and listen to the show, we promote REI Blackbook heavily. We've been using it since 2000 and I think 14. So I've been, I've been a customer of theirs for, for six years, but that essentially allowed him to put the systems and uh, some of the processes in place to kind of streamline the wholesaling business. So Eric, by all means, though, is not a rookie and he's not new to the business. He was just kind of new to the wholesaling aspect of it, right? Yeah, man. And you have a very, very uh, successful brokerage business and coaching business already, right? Yeah. Uh, so I started a real estate. I, I got into real estate full time as a, a, a residential realtor uh, in 2011 uh, was full time. Fast forward to now, 10 years later. And my team and I have helped to sell over 4,000 properties to families, uh, which has been pretty awesome. And we're one of the top 50 real estate teams in the country. And I do that out of Fargo, North Dakota. So if uh, you can do it in Fargo, you can do it anywhere. Um, we have just ourselves uh, about an 8% market share for what we have in our own backyard for uh, traditional residential sales. Uh, I started a coaching company as well about four years ago and have been coaching people both on how to be a better realtor, but how to be better leaders and lead converters. Also kind of all those uh, bundled up into one. And I've been seen as one of the top 25 real estate coaches in the country. So I, I, I'm not new to real estate by any means, David, uh, but wholesaling I was uh, about a year and a half ago. In fact, almost two years ago now, I started uh, dabbling in buying houses myself. I, I had a real estate portfolio in terms of investments, things that I had purchased, uh, and, and was carrying about 55 doors uh, when I started. But I had a buddy who's also in our mastermind group named Nick Shivers, and Nick said, Hatch, you got, you, got a, uh, you got to start offering clients the chance to sell their house to you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why would anybody do that? Why would somebody take a 70 or 80 cents on the dollar offer? It, just, it didn't compute for me in my head, so I sat on it for a year. And Nick told me what he made and he told me the opportunities that were afforded to him. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. If somebody like Nick can figure this out, I sure can figure this out. Uh, and so I got after, we named it the Snap Offer Program. And our marketing looks like this, David, as we say to people, uh, listen, you can come to us and we're going to give you two numbers. And this is, this is what's unique in this whole system is come to us, we're going to give you two numbers. One is your traditional list number. If you go to market today with us as the top real estate team in the area, here's what your house uh, should list for and what it'll sell for, your days on market, your fees, all your closing costs, all these things bundled up. And so here's roughly what we think we can do for you. I mean, that's what it is, right? Is it, a traditional realtor says, here's what I think I can do for you based on my interpretation. Yeah, it's a guesstimate, but it's, you know, as, as, as you get better at it and have more experience, those numbers get, you know, more and more accurate. But yeah, yeah at the end of the day, it's, uh, it, it is a guess, essentially, though. Uh, yeah, so I get that. Okay. Still a gamble, still a dice roll. And then what we started adding was our snap offer. We said, we have investors lined up ready to purchase your property. Uh, and here is your offer. And I'm the investor, so I've been the one buying the properties 
And I do, I do the same as what I think you and your clients are doing. And that is, you know, you'll, you'll buy and hold, you'll keep some as rentals. You'll just wholetail it and put it right back on the market or you will fix and flip and then put it back out there. And I've had, I've had big wins and big losses and learned a lot of lessons along the way, but it was just a few months ago, literally four months ago that we recognized that we had all these people in purgatory. I, we had, we had gone on 200 or so appointments. Uh, I bought about 40 houses. I listed about 40 houses. And so I still had 120 people that hadn't taken any action from that marketing that we were doing. And we said, I wonder if there's an opportunity there. So what we did is we learned from you. We, we bought your wholesale class. Uh, you mentored us with it. And uh, sure enough, we've gone to those people and they've already said no to my offer. And we're now saying, well, what is your price? And they're naming the price. And we then are taking it and bringing it to a bunch of other investors to see if they want to buy it with our wholesale fee attached to it. So I kind of get my best of all worlds. I get traditional real estate. I get the fix and flip and I get the wholesale now. I love it. Very, very cool. So you guys, wow, 4,000 transactions over the last 10 years with your group. That's a ton. Yeah, we'll, you do, guys... we'll, we'll do about 750 deals this year. It's been, uh, it's been a fun run. That's, that is a lot of deals, man. That's two to three a day sometimes. Very cool. Um, so you guys got the traditional side down. So you, let's take a step back, though. So you, when you were making these snap offers, um, isn't that, I mean, wasn't that wholesaling or no? Yeah, I'm, I'm just the first buyer. You're just the and first what we, buyer. What we had those, we, uh, if they didn't like my price, let's say it's a $200,000 house, I'm going to give them 70 cents on the dollar. So I'm going to give them 140 for it. If they didn't like that number, we'd say, well, okay, well, then you can list traditionally. Well, that wasn't a win for them either because they wanted to sell off market. They wanted to uh, um, have no interruptions, no showings, no fixes. They didn't want to get beat up. They just chose not, you know, three out of five people for us would say uh, not yet. And we didn't have a strategy for that not yet. And so what we did is we went and we built our buyer list and we started working with other investors. And now we've done, I think in the last uh, four months, I think we've done seven or eight wholesale deals with a couple more that should drop this week. Sweet. And that's just, that's just all stuff that we, like we're still catering to the traditional listings and I'm still buying a lot and fixing and flipping. But this wholesale piece, man, I, I have a house that I should close on uh, next month. I just got a message that it's going to be delayed a couple more months and I'm going to lose 55,000 bucks on my fix and flip because it's just a gamble, right? You, you bet on making the dime or the quarter and wholesale for me was like, man, it's a guaranteed nickel and no money comes out of my pocket. And uh, I, I tell you, if I knew what I knew when I started this, I would have, uh, I would have shifted it quite a bit. So uh, now we find ourselves loving the wholesale more than the fix and flip. Isn't that amazing, man? The cool thing about wholesale is you don't need any money necessarily um, to do these deals. Now, the biggest thing that I want to that I want to not skip over and highlight because I'm a, I'm a guy that is a strong believer in transparency. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to know my intentions, even when I'm on wholesale calls, Eric. You know, and like I let's say I. Let's say a lead comes in and, you know, my virtual assistants, they handle all the inbound calls and they say, hey, this person has motivation. Look, we're going to get one of the owners of the company or one of the buyers to reach out to you. That's really their job, right? So whenever I or somebody on my team reaches out, we kind of lead with, hey, we're investors. We don't pay retail. Like I say that first and foremost, I get it out there, right? 
I think everybody should take that approach because it eliminates um, them, you know, trying to get that number, say it from the get go. But on that same transparency approach, when it comes to um, doing deals with little to no money, Yes, you can do deals with little to no money, but you have to generate those leads. And oftentimes that costs money. So you have to have money to put into marketing, but that's a whole different thing, right? Putting money into marketing to generate leads uh, could, could be as small as, you know, 500 a month, 300 a month, right? Depending on the campaign you're doing. Um, I don't know what you guys are spending on your marketing efforts right now. My business is probably somewhere between uh, five and seven grand a month on our marketing efforts. So don't listen to what Eric and I are saying and, 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 and think, no, you know, I can do deals with no money. Yes, you can. However, it's going to be difficult because you're going to have to find those deals. And that is what costs money. Now, once you find those people though, right. And they have a house that's 200 grand and it's worth, or it's, it's let's say you can get it for 200 and it's worth 300 with some minimal repairs and you can find somebody to buy that agreement off of you for 10 grand, you can put that house under contract for 200 grand with none of your, with no money and get through those, that process. So Eric, you get this and know this, uh, but a lot of the listeners, are, they're new to this business. So I, I always like taking these little breaks sometimes and explaining these things. Transparency is very, very important to me. So- uh. Boy, and you have to understand that the reputation that we have as a residential real estate brokerage is at risk if we're going in and duping somebody, you know, and, and that is not ever the right business strategy ever. Just full transparency is like, this is, this is going to be a discount because there's a lot of risk that the buyer is going to be assuming. Right. Go ahead, please, 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 please. Oh, just to your, to your second point about you have to have a marketing budget. Uh, I would match that with some hustle because if you want to make a dollar go a long ways, I would advise you to go and knock on the doors of your local nursing homes uh, or assisted living facilities. I mean, not now in the midst of COVID, but any other time, uh, go and knock on the doors and say, you can call them right now. You don't have to uh go there. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and if you understand Medicare and Medicaid, uh, the average age of somebody in assisted living is 81 years old. The boomers are 77 and 78 at the oldest. And so we're about to see an influx of people in these assisted living facilities like we've never seen before. Yeah, so that's what, about to start, isn't it? That's like a couple. Uh, yeah, we, we are at the cusp right now. And so what's going to happen is a lot of times if you can qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, you have to have like all these assets off your books. And I'm not an expert in it, but I do know that there's massive opportunity. We, I went, I have a friend who owns a, a, an assisted living facility. It's small, 35 bed assisted living facility. I just talked with her. And in the last six months, I bought two houses from her people. Wow. Just because it's about hustle, right? It's about going out and having those relationships. And I don't go in to say, who's, who's willing to sell their house? And instead I say, I understand that there may be complications for people looking to use your facilities. What's standing in their way and how can I help? Love it. You're solving problems. Solving problems. I love it, man. So as wholesalers, you know, and this is another thing that I want to kind of bounce back to real quick with the whole, uh, with the whole transparency approach. I tell my motivated sellers that I'm an investor. I tell them that I don't pay retail for properties and I have no intentions of doing that. And I tell them that I buy, that I'm buying their property in the event that I can buy it 
to uh, fix it up and sell it for a profit or to fix it up and rent it for a profit. I love that approach um, coming in, you know, with the, with the transparency there. And, you know, when you are approaching these, these old folks homes, um, you know, yes, you are solving a problem, but in order for it to work, you, you're still trading convenience for a discount. That's really what a wholesaler does. They trade convenience to somebody for a discounted rate. Another way to look at it is they provide liquidity to the marketplace, right? If I go to um, Eric or Eric's, one of Eric's team members and I say, hey, I need to sell my house and I need to sell it and I need the money next Thursday, you know, the odds of them saying, cool, let's list it and see if we can get that done is gonna be really low. Real estate agents are great. They help a ton of people. But what they are doing is they are taking a property and they are putting it on the marketplace and helping from there. Whereas the wholesaler is the market, right? We come in and we say, we can solve this problem. We don't need to list it and try to coordinate, right? So there's a lot of advantages being the, you know, being the, having the investor tool in your belt. So I encourage everybody to get their real estate license, even though I don't have my own, I'm a hypocrite. Um, however, my assistant and all my, and all of my business partners have it in our brokers. So to me, it's, it's not necessarily needed, but I think most people should go out and they should get that. It's going to help. And then having the ability to buy those properties, um, to wholesale is just another tool in their belt. I think that is phenomenal. Eric, um, I'm glad to hear that you guys are having success with it. It is Interesting to me that you sat on the idea for about a year, but I think that that's very common. I think most people, whenever they learn to be an investor, they kind of stick to that. And most people, when they learn to be an agent, they stick to that. And crossing over uh, sometimes can be complicated, confusing, and have a lot of pushback. Um, so you're glad you made the leap, right? Oh, well, 100%. If I do this right this year, uh, I'll make as much money, if not more, uh, flipping and wholesaling than I will running my entire brokerage of doing 750 transactions in a year. Isn't that amazing? And wow. It, it's, it's bizarre how much money and opportunity is out there for those that have the courage to take the leap. And, and right now is the biggest opportunity I've seen because the general public, not in every market, but the general public is familiar with wholesalers and iBuyers. Now, that's a, that's a gross generalization. I understand we can make an argument that not everybody is. Uh, however, Zillow, Open Door, OfferPad, at least on the iBuyer stance, they put a whole lot of money and Wall Street cash into this to both advertise and to buy. Now, where we found ourselves is that a lot of realtors like myself that were doing these iBuyer movements or at least trying to do traditional listings found themselves competing just like they find themselves competing against uh, those that are flying yellow signs on street corners and that sort. Well, now we're in this pause, this interesting pause of people waiting for uh, the dust to settle to see where the opportunity is. But I'm willing to wager a bet saying that these large iBuyers aren't gonna be coming in and overpaying for properties like they were previously. Because of the hit that they took because of how the market has shifted its energy. And if I'm an investor in that, if, I, if I've put uh, $100 million into this saying it's going to work, and it was showing a net loss in the first place, and then the market crashed, uh, that's like a double whammy. So they're gonna say, no, go back and start buying like a wholesaler. And, and because 
they've suspended their activities. Right now, it makes so much sense for other wholesalers to flood the market, to go in. And we as realtors and you as wholesalers, we can do both because most people are begging for a menu of services. They just don't know the options that they have. Man, I think that's awesome. I love it. Very, very cool. Eric, let's talk a little bit about um, your business, your coaching program, what it is that you do to help people succeed. So there's always two kinds of clients that tend to find their way to me. Uh, and and uh, I coach realtors, but I've also coached chiropractors and financial advisors. And I mean, you name it, if they've been a business professional, I've had the privilege of coaching them. Uh, I also wrote a book uh, on leadership. It's called Play, Play for the Person Next to You. And it's, it's really, it has nothing to do with real estate and everything to do with leadership. And so I say that because, as I had mentioned, there's two types of people that look for coaching. One is people look to rip off and duplicate. They, they want to take every idea that I have because they want a team like we have. And so they're going to say, well, give me your listing presentation. Give me your... Uh, Give me your playbook in essence. And I don't find any value giving that away. Now, I don't have an issue saying like, yeah, take it. Because I know if you don't have the right heart and if you're not of the right mindset, that won't go anywhere. You can take my toolbox, but you can't learn how to swing a hammer like I can. And that's where on the second stage of those that I have the privilege of coaching really do well is people who are interested in them getting better as leaders and business professionals changing the lens that they see things with so that everything becomes more abundantly clear. The first method is giving a man a fish. The second method is teaching a man to fish. And so, David, if you were my, if you were my uh, coaching client, we would spend all the time, uh, and the rhythm goes like this, is we, we spend our time in pleasantries and relationship because if we don't have a foundation of relationship, it doesn't go anywhere, right? We have to trust each other with it. We then go to homework assignments that I've given you because consistently week in and week out, you should have challenges of books to read, people to talk to, activities to do so that you're moving the needle forward. We then jump to triage. And triage is one of the most overlooked things in coaching because if a coach is operating out of a playbook saying, okay, this week we're supposed to talk about this, it doesn't pay attention to the pain that that person's feeling for today. And so sometimes we don't even leave triage. But triage, if you were to tell me of one of your team members that's making you crazy, I would listen. I would repeat back to you in a different way what I just heard. And then I'd figure out how you're to blame for all of this, David. Not your team member, but you. Because you're the one that hired them. You're the one that enabled their behavior. You're the one that created a culture for them to get away with whatever it is that you're struggling with. And, and if you can figure out how to be a better you in this, all of a sudden the tide rises for everything in your world. The playbook doesn't matter if you're still a crappy leader. The playbook doesn't matter if you're irresponsible with your spending. And so we work on those habits. And then the final piece in all of our coaching is we, we establish in the very beginning goals that we are working on, the, the lighthouse that we're swimming towards so we can continue to move towards that. But if you're underwater, that lighthouse doesn't matter. Your goals don't matter, which is why we spend our time in triage before we talk about where we're going to make sure that you're not drowning. And that's what a coaching relationship that I think is really healthy looks like. So what do the students look like that come to you? Are those so my that... Go ahead, man. Sorry. No, please. Uh, my average coaching client is probably doing about uh, two to $3 million in GCI as a real estate professional. So they're selling 
anywhere from 150 to 500 houses. Um, so these are, these are teams. These usually aren't people who are uh, solopreneurs or doing it out on their own. Their teams range in size from seven to 20 people. And that's usually where uh, I'm helping them to get to that next level. And there, there's a rule. It's one of my favorite rules. If you Google it, it's powerful. It's called the rules of threes and tens. And it talks about how we reach these benchmarks in our business that are glass ceilings and we have to reinvent ourselves. So when you go from one, people, one person excuse me, to three people, you have to reinvent yourself. You have to be investing more into leadership. You have to spend more time training. You can't be who you were before that. Then when you grow to about 10 people, and that's not a hard number, it might be nine, might be 11, uh, but when it grows to 10 people, you again have to reshift because uh, if you think that you have nine people in your care and you're doing a good job of that, I'm sorry, it's, it's an irresponsible way to lead because Jesus had 12 and none of us are Jesus, you know? Uh, and so five or six is the most number of people that you have in your care. So now at 10, it becomes about leadership development in your own ecosystem, right? Great leaders don't have followers, they create other leaders. And then that number hits true again when you hit 30 and 100 and 300 and 1,000 and so on. And so most people that I'm coaching are stuck at that 10 to 30 number that they're trying to get for number of people on their team because it means you're recreating your infrastructure. And for us as a team, most, most times people want a coach that's been where they want to go, right? Um, the unique piece is like, Bill Belichick never played in the NFL, but nobody has more championships than him. But most of us want Michael Jordan to be our coach. Right. Uh, turns out Michael Jordan wasn't a great coach, but uh, or he was more of an owner than a coach. But on the, on the court, he was unbelievable. So as you, as you take those examples and you think about who's going to be the best kind of coaching clients, the sexiest thing in the world, whether I'm making a hire or working with a coaching client in uh, one of my companies, is if they're coachable. If they come as clay saying, please help mold me, because I'm not going to do the molding. I'm going to challenge and, ch and show them how to do it so that they can have the best output. Love that, man. That's, that's awesome. Where would somebody that has a team that would be ready to, you know, talk to you more about that program? Where would they go? How would they connect with you? Let's talk about connecting with Eric Hatch. Yeah, dude, I put my name on everything. So it's pretty easy. Uh, uh, hatchcoaching.com is where you want to go to see about our coaching. And listen, we're doing, uh, we're doing webinars, uh, bi-weekly right now. We're just putting out so much content that we think is valuable. Sweet. In fact, I have a webinar that I'm hosting this week that talks about transitioning from a, a realtor to a business owner, taking that shift or transitioning from uh, a, a solopreneur wholesaler into somebody who has a team. It's that same concept, right? How do we start looking at this differently? So at hatchcoaching.com, you can sign up for all our free webinars. We built a whole bunch of training products as well. We have a marketplace of goods where you can uh, practice with your team instead of practicing on your clients. Uh, and then we, of course, offer group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching and that sort. So we really have a full gamut. So hatchcoaching.com? Yes, sir. So guys, check it out if you are interested in connecting with Eric. This guy is the real deal. He's been in the business for 10 plus years. They're doing 700 plus transactions in a year. So the brokerage business, he has systematized it and put processes in place um, and built out an amazing team. He coaches on how you can do the same. Check him out, hatchcoaching.com. How about your socials, Eric? Where will we, uh, how do we connect with you online? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, Eric with a K. I mean, they're at, uh, so Eric Hatch, E-R-I-K, Hatch like an egg. Uh, you can find me all over Facebook. That's where I spend most of my time. I'm trying to get hip and trendy with the TikToks. I'm not there yet, but it's coming. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do TikTok. I've been debating on it, man. I, it's just one uh, more thing that I don't think that, I don't think there's the values there for me, to be honest. But. I think I think it's coming, though. I, I, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee, and he's like, man, you can, you can really make some waves. They, I think they're approaching 1 billion users already. And it's, it's like the new, so they've, they've overtaken Twitter. They've overtaken uh, everything except for Instagram and Facebook at this point. So crazy though. But it's just like, it's just stupid videos. I don't get it. Uh huh. Uh -huh. But I've, I've seen some people, uh, I, I'm following a guy right now who's doing wholesaling deals and flip fix and flips. And he's talking about the metrics and, you know, quick little 60 second videos. So you have to be precise with your message, but uh, it's captivating because it's it's like little snippets of HGTV meets little snippets of Rich Dad Poor Dad. And it's great. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. I have to check that out. Well, yeah. guys, check out Eric. Eric, thank you for coming on the show today. You always are providing a ton of value, not only in Mexico at the Mastermind, but here today on this show. Uh, I'm really happy to hear that you are crushing it and that you've added the wholesale piece uh, tool, let's call it, to your it's belt. It's a no-brainer, man. It's a no-brainer. I totally agree. Guys, and, and, and your, your coaching is superb, David, by the way. Uh, your, uh, your bundle that you created that people can purchase, like it has, been, it has been our guidebook on what to do, and we're seeing more deals come from it. So uh, Cool. Well, thank you for that. Goal. I appreciate you. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm glad that I was able to help you guys a little bit. I know that, uh, uh, you know, like you said, this is one of the things where you can show somebody the door, but they have to walk through it. Um, so hopefully the door that I painted for you guys was a good looking door. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you having you on the show today, guys. If you are interested in taking your real estate brokerage to the next level, if you are interested in learning more about Eric or all the things that he does in terms of leadership or real estate, go check out hatch coaching. Is that right? Hatch coaching, Hatchcoaching.com. Yes, sir. Hatchcoaching.com. And, um, again, Eric, I appreciate having you today. I'm grateful for your time. Any departing words for the audience? No, man. Just go and do good. Go and do good. I love it. Guys, until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.